Matthew chapter 28, verses 16 through 20. Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, and some doubted. Then Jesus came to them, and he said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always, to the very ends of the age. I know we've been working through our series on the armor of God, and today we were going to be finishing up the belt of truth, but we're not. We're going to do something a little different. And we'll get to the belt of truth, I think, next week. Over the last couple of weeks, a little bit longer than that, month and a half or so, Lord's had one word on my heart. And I want to talk to you guys about that today. The word is reach. Reach. Learning what that means as we've been going along, but reach. What does it mean to reach? There's several different things that we can talk about as far as from a church's perspective. What does it mean to reach? And we know we're supposed to go out into all the world and preach the gospel. Right? We're supposed to go. Reach. There's also different places in Scripture where it talks about Abraham and as he moves his tent that he would stretch out his tent pegs. He would cover more ground. And wherever he placed and stretched his tent pegs, that was his territory. From the beginning of our family coming here, we've talked about impact and we've talked about how does God want to use us and who we are. And we've watched things shift, and we've watched things move, and we've watched great things happen. As I mentioned earlier, we had a meeting with our district superintendent this past week, and it was uplifting. My meetings were um, encouraging. And so what I wanted today was to take some time and talk about what God is doing in and through our church. It's great that I can know and I can understand and all of these different things and all these little piece, puzzles of the, uh, pieces of the puzzle. But if you don't know, then you don't know. And there leaves opportunities for questions and wondering and what's really happening. So I want to go through some of what's happening. <clears throat> One of my favorite illustrations that you guys probably well know by now is the ripple effect. Right? I love it. Because it's, it shows so many things. But we're experiencing the ripple effect. From one point of entry, impact, to what happens from that. And so as we're going throughout just today and sharing things, there's a lot of thank yous that I personally just want to give. I'm thankful for this church. Thank you, church, for caring for our family. Thank you for wanting to fellowship. 
for coming in and, and being able to see one another and talk so much that I have to yell good morning to get the service started. I love it. That's who we are. That's why people feel like they can belong and that they come in here. Thank you for the fellowship. We have seen God move in people's lives individually in, in unique ways. That's why when Jesus talks to the, the, to the disciples and all in, in Acts, when the church is getting ready to start, here's what he says, Acts 1.8, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and in the uttermost parts of the earth. Do you know what that describes right there? Ripple effect. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the uttermost parts of the earth. Ripple effect. Things that are happening inside of our church ripple to the outside of our church. There are people in our church that understand that there is a need in, in a family somewhere, somehow. And that one person connects with other people to make sure those families are Stoves go to people's houses that need stoves. And they get there. And along with the stove goes a truckload of food too. Did you know that that happens from this church? Thank you. You know who you are? Thank you. The impact that you make is tremendous. But see, if we're not witnesses about it, if we don't talk about it, then you don't know. But these are the things that God is doing in our church, through our church, to impact other people. People are giving in to their gifts and their talents. They're realizing of what their callings are. And you know what? They're stepping into them. And when they step into them, guess what happens? Ripple effect. It doesn't matter if it's quote-unquote ministry or what we, the, of, as what society understands as ministry today. We have teachers in our congregation that stand before an audience every day, all day. And they deposit into people's lives. Thank you. Thank you. There's so many teachers. I don't know. Thank you. They're all over the place. We have bus drivers that do the same thing. Thank you. We have begun to understand that where we are is our pulpit. We have. Our food ministry, Nancy, thank you. Pat, if you're watching, thank you. We feed hundreds of people a week. Hundreds. We have people that stop in line and asking are asking for prayer. Do you know why? That must mean that our food's good, but you know what? Our spiritual food is better. And they see what's happening. They see what God is doing. And you know what? They want a part of it. It's, it's amazing what God is doing to touch people's lives. Wednesday, we opened in prayer. Before I even opened my eyes, I heard some lady turn to another lady that was sitting beside her, standing beside her, and she said, it was like he was praying right to me. How did he know? I didn't know. But God knows, and people are seeing that God knows, and they're experiencing Him, and they want more of that. 
It's amazing to watch what's happening. Like I said, people are stepping into their gifts. Kathy is not here. Kathy McLeish. Amazing. She is a co-leader of a women's Bible study called the Bible Cafe. She got involved in it in, uh, I think it was January 2017. Became a, became a co-leader in that in the fall of 2019. This is a virtual women's Bible study. And she teaches people around the world. What? Yeah. From here. God is using her to impact people. And to use her gifts and her talents that she has stepped into and God is reaching all around the U.S. and the world with her gifts. There is not one gift greater than another, if I may share that. We are all parts of the body, but we are all doing what we've been called to do. And that makes us effective. Phil's another. This whole transition's been abnormal. Right? But we're all good with it. Because we're good with abnormal. But what God has allowed to happen has been fantastic. It has been amazingly beneficial. And yet, even though Phil may not be in this pulpit, Phil has got a pulpit. Locally. And around the world. At the table, people from all over watch. Not just all over the U.S., but around the world. We have people from Australia and Africa and Pakistan and Peru. Do you remember us talking about the shift that was going to take place? And that we started talking early about our town, our region, our territory. Ripple. Right? And that things were going to be sent out from here and going to touch people's lives and touch people's hearts. And church, it's happening. It's happening. Those who are in their positions, be it workplace or home, are stepping into what God's called them to do. And you may say, well, all I can do is pray. Praise God. Because that's what we need. That is the engine that drives this. Are those of you who are consistently on your knees, listening to the Lord, and passing along that information, and interceding for those who you may think are on the front lines, but actually you're the one that's on the front lines. But those of you who pray, thank you. Who pray consistently, thank you. Who pray earnestly, thank you. Who are on your knees, thank you. Because it is all of us doing this together. As far as I am concerned, personally, we may chuckle and laugh, but you know that I'm your part-time pastor. Right? That means that I have other things 
<laughs> that I do outside of Sundays. I just work on Sundays in case you didn't know. But there are other things that God has allowed me to be a part of. And one of those things, and I've mentioned it before, but I've never really talked in depth about it to us, to our congregation. But, the, but, but that's the fulcrum center. The fulcrum. Fulcrum is what a teeter-totter sits on, and it helps whatever's on this level go up to the next level. Okay? And it's, an, it's a ministry that, that Julie and I and another family started in Virginia before we moved here. Well, when we were designing it and creating it, it was, we were convinced that it had to be virtual. It had to be mobile. Had no idea why, but it had to be. And that's the way we designed it. That's the way that we created it. God transitioned some things and moved us up here, and that was one of the big reasons why. So over, over time, and, and even in this last year, the Fulcrum Center, has God has blessed it. We have been able to hire an administrator who lives in South Carolina who handles all the paperwork that I don't have to deal with anymore. Praise the Lord. She's in South Carolina. Another family member or other team members are in North Carolina, and... Things are spreading. Okay? Here's some of the things that I'm involved with outside of, quote-unquote, our four-walled church. I'm helping getting a ministry started in Missouri right now. A couple that has reached out to teenagers, and within three to four weeks of them reaching out and opening up their home to teenagers, they have 35 that show up every Friday night. But I'm helping them get a ministry started. We're forming their 501c3, their nonprofit status. And, and at the same time, prayerfully working them and helping them through what God has designed them to do. Now, keep in mind, here's the tagline for the Fulcrum Center, which is also my personal life sentence. Helping people be and do what God designed them to be and do. Helping people be and do. Just like Barnabas walked alongside Paul... An encourager, a helper. That's my job, that's my role. Something that I, I would venture to say that we have seen that God move and work through us as a whole in a very amazing way. The other part of what I do is I help business owners, some business owners down in Virginia, helping their businesses be focused on kingdom. I work with individuals. In Florida as well, I have Zoom calls with uh, ministry leaders in Brazil talking about spiritual warfare. Um, I help write and I'm organizing some coaches curriculum, I'll get into that in a minute, as well as Bible studies that need to be published. We're working to reach people all over. I do a lot of consulting, counseling, teaching can be individuals, it can be corporations, it can be churches, it can be whatever it is that God brings down the pipe. There's something that God has put on my heart about us coming to this area is that he, he had us look at this like we were missionaries. That sounds odd, but that was probably the only context that we could really put this into before we ended up stepping into First United Methodist, but that we're missionaries. And we're just here to help wherever God needs us, wherever he wants us. That's what made me make the phone call to go, hey, do you need some help washing dishes down in the soup kitchen? How can I be used? 
At the same time, God has decided to do not either or, but both and. Do you see what I'm saying? So it's a little bit of both. So everything that I was called and designed to be in this ministry that started as far as the Fulcrum Center is concerned, marries wonderfully right into what God wants to do here at First United Methodist Church. So it's a both and. So, we are focused on reaching people, aren't we? Reaching people. With that in mind, here's the latest. So several months ago, I'm not going to say I had this idea. But this idea came across my mind that I believe the Lord sent to me. And it was this. Based on the midweek uplifts that, as a church that, that I do and I put out every Wednesday, there's another way to reach people. I'm like, great. How do you want to do that? How about radio? How about radio? <clears throat> so I'm driving along 214 and I pass Forever Media, radio station up on the hill. God's like, I want you to call them. Like, really? Let's do this. So I give him a call. Hey, I was wondering if um, I could work out and maybe do 60-second spots on your radio stations. Well, what are you advertising? Nothing. I just want to encourage people. In this time and day in which we live, encouragement doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt at all. So what do you think about that? They're like, well, that's different. We've really never had a pastor call our radio station and ask if he could just do 60 seconds. But hey, we're used to abnormal, right? We're used to abnormal, so it's okay to be outside the box. So God opened up some amazing doors for that to happen. And starting November 2nd, we're going on the radio. I'm not advertising, honestly, I'm not advertising the Fulcrum Center. I'm not advertising our church. I'm giving people hope. And I believe that's our job. It's not to invite people to come to our church. As a matter of fact, the Fulcrum Center is paying for it. But I'm not doing anything other than telling people that, that there's hope. Some of the stations or some of the, the spots, the radio spots that we're doing, don't mention God. But there's hope in there. We have a radio, a radio spot that we can play. You ready? This Welcome to your 60-second uplift. This is Pastor Ian. Above all things, don't forget to breathe today. Breathe. 15 seconds can change your day. can clear your head set you up for success. I would imagine your mind is full of all the things that you need to get done today. Maybe the pressure is mounting and you feel overwhelmed, but you don't have to. Breathe. It won't take but 15 seconds. Just breathe. In for five seconds. Hold it five seconds. And out for five seconds. While breathing, keep in mind that this day can be conquered, not leaving you feeling defeated 
Today, you can step forward in life and not be left behind. So today, take a deep breath, clear your head, and step forward. Your day is ahead of you, and you've got this. Remember, just breathe. This is Pastor Ian with your 60-second uplift. Have a great day. Every Monday morning, starting November 2nd, during drive time, right around 7.30, these spots are going to play on Cool 105.5, Biggie 100.5, Willie 100.1, and 1290 AM. Um, so on, on those stations, every Monday morning. And I understand that what the Lord wants to do is reach people. He wants to encourage people. And he wants to go where they are. And so that's what we're doing. And I'm super excited about it. But I'm super excited about what Kathy McLeish is doing. I'm super excited about every one of our teachers that step into the classrooms. I'm excited about those people who go into work every day knowing that God has placed them there for a reason. And they're looking for those people and they're looking for those opportunities to minister to one another. Another thing that the Lord's put on my heart too is, is every week he puts somebody in our congregation on my heart. And I go to that person's work or wherever they are and I sit in their parking lots and I pray for them and I pray for their coworkers and I pray for the situations taking place at their work. I started calling them drive-bys, and I thought that wasn't such a great idea. <laughs> but that's, that's, those are things that God is doing individually with me. It's just he puts somebody on my heart, and it's like, look, I want you to go pray for them. But I want you where they are. Because you know what? There's power in presence, Right? How many times do we read through the scriptures that people fell like dead men because of the what? Presence of God. And if God lives in me, which he does, then I have the power of presence because of who he is. Not because who I am, but because who he is. And so therefore, I can take that presence anywhere I want to. Because why? Jesus said, I've given you all the authority. The authority that I've been given, I give it to you. Now go. Go? Yeah. That means go sit in the parking lot and pray for somebody. Why? Because I have power of presence of being there. We've talked about the walking Ark of the Covenant. And I can go into a store and, and declare and proclaim that the, the very presence of God has come to this store. Why? Because He's in me and I believe that. So when I go sit outside of a school or a workplace then I know that God is there. It's this different outside of the quote-unquote box mentality that God's taking us to. It's doing radio spots, talking about hope. There's other ones where I say, hey, don't forget to, to ask the man upstairs. Or you know what? You're amazing. And how do I know that? Because God doesn't make junk. That's what's going to go across airwaves, secular airwaves, to reach people who need to hear that just like we do. But for what Phil does and with all of the at the table and, and the prophetic things he's doing in Ohio Valley Community Voice and the, the Bible lessons that are being taught there, we're reaching people. You're reaching people. 
The people that you get up in the morning and you get on your knees and you're praying for, you're reaching those people. And it is birthing up out of here. Here. That we get to be a part of all of these things. The lives that are being touched is incredible. The stories that we could take all day and share over are amazing. The battles that we have in prayer over some of our situations are beyond intense. Do you know why? Because we're making a difference and the enemy's not happy about it. So he's coming against us. But I can tell you this church, he's losing his grip. Because we are doing what God has called us to do. And therefore, the two-thirds of heaven is defeating the one-third that fell from heaven so that we can move forward. Isn't it amazing to understand the reach that God is allowing us to have from here? Are you amazed by it? Are you astounded by it? You're like, well, are you kidding me? Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, it is. But if it's not told, then we don't know. But all of these things that I've been able to share with, with you this morning, please be praying for them and other ideas that are a little outside the box. Because we can do those too. This isn't just about in our four walls. We've talked about that from day one. God is blowing out these windows for us to go into our community, our region, and our territory. Those radio spots are going to reach approximately 16 counties. Praise God for stretching our tent pegs. But we're going to be a part of this. And I personally feel like I'm shifting into second gear. Like this is really picking up some speed. And it's exciting. Because we do, we, we get to do this. Not everybody gets to sit in and work together and follow the Lord like this and get these opportunities but it's happening with us it's happening with us I just pray I pray your heart's encouraged I pray your heart's encouraged to understand that we have talked about reach we have talked about our community we've talked about our region and we're not just talking about it we're doing it we're not just talking about it we're doing it and God is continually putting on people's hearts different things to do. You may think like, man, I just, there's no way I can do that. If that's what you're thinking, that's probably God. Right? I can't do, there's no way, then that's probably the Lord. Because that means you're going to have to turn your weakness over to Him and utilize His strength to do the task. That's it. We have amazing days ahead of us. Amazing days. We're just getting started. But it's, 
It's an encouraging time. And I pray that you're encouraged as well. I pray that you're encouraged as well. Is there anything that anyone would like to share? Alrighty, let's pray, let's be blessed, and let's look forward to our next week. Father, Lord God, we're thankful for the day that you've given us. And God, I do thank you for your reach. I thank you for allowing us to see things outside of the norm and to go for them. And Father, I thank you for opening doors. I thank you for clearing paths. It's only you. And it is your handiwork. And Father, I pray that we continually depend on you. That when things get hectic, when things are busy, when things can seem chaotic, that Father, we surrender to you first. And allow us to see the situation that, the way that you see it. And that we trust you to walk us through it. Even though we may not understand, Father, we can always hold on to our trust in you and we can hold on to our hope in you. Lord, we love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.